Today, Andre and I are talking about parenting and some of the challenges he and I have faced along different points of our parenting journey. Whether or not you're a parent yourself, hopefully you can relate to some of the things we discuss here, like managing your own emotions, arguments, and getting someone smaller than you to do something they don't want to do. Anyways, thanks for checking us out. Now let's get started. I mean, we live in a world where things are somewhat, I don't know the word, it's not complex, but I'm glad I don't have kids that are in school right now, like elementary and high school. Um, <laughs> I'm scared for my, you know, in the future, I'm sure I'll have grandchildren, but um, yeah. I think parenting is is a lost art now. Um yeah <laughs> it's a struggle i'll i'll say that much you know and it's not like it's one of those things where i went into it thinking like this is going to be super it's going to be super easy barely an inconvenience oh really right. like i knew there would be challenges i i knew there would be things that i would struggle with yeah nothing prepared me for this i just this is beyond what I ever would have anticipated having to deal with, especially at like this age, like five, six years from now. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I'm, I'm, yep. No, that makes sense. <laughs> right now. What? What? <laughs> you know what I think part of it is, is, and it's not to say, um, well, I'm going to say something. Don't take it the wrong way. I think parents don't have time to be parents anymore, to be honest with you. And sure. uh, then you add in external things, you know, i.e. for me, divorce, um, remarriage. Um, you still have to be a good parent. And I think that people just get wrapped up in their own crap and they lose sight of that. Yeah, it's hard. But, I mean, like, yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, because I think even those of us who feel like we're doing a pretty good job of like, spending time with our kids and trying to like be engaged and stuff like that. I mean, I, I sat here the other week and was talking to my kid and my my 10 year old and she was like, you know, I said something about having to go out of town next week. And she was like, you were just gone all the time. And I'm like, well, like, yeah, I have to travel some for work. And I've had to travel a little bit more recently. And we've had a couple extra trade shows this year. So I get it. I was like, but, you know, like I'm I usually try to travel one week and then be home for at least a week. And if I have to travel again, then I'll go the next week. But um, I was like, does it feel like I'm gone all the time? And she was like, yeah, it does. Like, it feels like you're just always gone. And so it's like even... <laughs> being there more than 50% of the time to them doesn't feel like you're there, you know? Yeah. I, um, I remember having a conversation. We've talked about this before when my daughter like talked to me for three hours and I realized I put work in front of my family and, uh, my wife and I were having problems uh, on the verge of a, a separation or a divorce. And it's because, um, something's off like well for me it, it was it was in the past it was like a different time but 
we get caught up in our, there's a balance. Our career shouldn't define us, number one. But number two, you have to eat and you have responsibilities. How do you find ways to um, um, be you? Um, And you being like a husband and a father, right? In in that order, right? Um, And I I think back to a time, and this may be helpful for you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When I worked for a McDonald's, I worked a lot. but on my calendar, I always blocked out, uh, like on Sunday, I would go to church, we'd go to a movie, like, or we'd watch a movie at home. Um, and I remember one time we would do a calendar review and my my boss at the time, he, well, this is even when I was a store manager, he said, you know, um, man, I, I really respect the fact that you block out that time to spend with your family. I wish I would have done that. And he was divorced also it would have probably prevented, you know, it would have probably prevented me from getting divorced. Then I fast forward to a few more roles, same conversation where my, my boss is like, so you really block out time on, on Sunday to do that? Yes, I do. Because it's important to me. And then I fast forward just like just this past week, uh, my, my daughter went to Biscuitville with some friends to catch up and she calls, uh, my wife and says, I remember when dad would take, you know, take us all. This is, we're talking like the whole posse <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to like, we go to church, then we go to Biscuitville. And she goes, I, re- I just sat there with, with my friends just thinking of that. And then she was a pal and she goes, dad spent a lot of money every week just to take us all because <laughs> it was expensive. And I'm like, so how do you, how do you, how do you keep yourself focused on being the parent doing the right things? Because at some point they may not admit to you or later on the time you spend with them and how you you're consistent about it. They do remember it. They, those times are important. Uh, when I went to go see our oldest son in Florida um, last month or the month before last, I mean, he was talking about uh, the trip we took one year for Christmas. The the present was we went to like, I think either Disney or Universal. All of our kids talk about that to this day. So I didn't get it right all the time, but I knew what the end result was I was looking for. And that's something I always tell you, like you, you just have to figure out um, how do you look down the road as opposed to where you currently are. I don't have an answer, but I can tell you just that the things that I've tried to do consistently over the years, my adult children can remember them and they kind of respect that and and value that. Um, I don't, but I don't know what's different, to be honest with you. And we we have friends that their kids in my little buddy's uh, age group and older. They're all going through something and, and I can't, I don't know if the correlation is COVID in, in three, two and a half years, three years of yeah. uncertainty. Um, I don't know if it's social media. I don't know if it's how we, what we call entertainment now, which is connected devices or mm-hmm. h- how do we, cr- you know, claw back to some type of normalcy? I don't have the answer, but I'm grateful I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it sucks. Um, 
you know, I mean, the whole COVID thing, like I remember going through that with her and there were so many times that she was, um, like so worried mm-hmm. about the pandemic and like what was going on and whether or not people were going to, you know, like her and her family were going to be okay. And trying to, you know, kind of calm that fear, but at the same time, like not being like everything, you know, like nobody's going to die. Right. Like, you know, but like, Hey, we're doing everything that we can to keep ourselves safe. And, you know, generally we're in good health. So it seems like we should be okay. But, um, yeah, it's just like, it's that even that in just everyday life, that fine line of kind of being honest but at what point are you oversharing, right? At what point are you burdening them with too much, with more than what they can process for their maturity or their age level? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Like, you know, I've um, I've shared with my kids my career struggles and 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 um, just so they're prepared. Um, I uh, I also I, w- I was just thinking as we we're talking that there's something um, my eyes were. It's like, I'm not crying. My eyes watering. So, no, like, I, I'm not getting so, sensitive. Something in the air. Yeah. Are you crying? Nope. Just watching the movie. Hank, you're scaring me. What the hell is going on? I'm okay. Please continue to look at the. There, there's a lesson I learned a long time ago. So the, there's a joke in my family that I have a favorite kid and I, they always say it's uh, Chris. And I'm like, it's not like, I don't have a favorite. And I'll tell you why there there's, uh, I was reading and studying like the book of Genesis about Jacob and Esau. Um, there are a couple of fine points or finer points in that, that I've carried with me throughout like the years. One of them was that uh, Jacob was he liked to do things that weren't hunting and he wasn't like the outdoorsman, like his father. And he was, you know, not that he was a soft kid, but he, the things that he liked to do were, um, well, b- between both children, the parents fostered those skills within the, within the children. Mm-hmm. And I always found that fascinating but because as pa- parents, mine included, they try to shape you to be what they want you to be as opposed to fostering your skills and the things that you're interested in. So that was something I took away from that. And I've tried to, with all my kids to do that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's part of what we're missing in our society. Uh, and it's not to get, you know, quote unquote biblical with people, but there's a, you know, there's a nugget to that. I can, I often see that parents want their kids to be something that they were not or, they're trying to live vicariously through their children. And that's, that could lead to disaster. If your kid is really good at something, even if it's like, you know, like when Chris was doing music full time, I didn't understand what that means to be a career, but I also didn't discourage my son in doing that. Um, So I, I think that, that's part of what the problem is. So I would say COVID could be a factor. It could be how we're looking at our kids and, and how they grow to be adults. It doesn't mean that you, you you shower them and spoil them, 
Um, I, I do have some spoiled children, but that's not the point right now. But, <laughs> you know, are we taking the time? Which to... children would you say are most spoiled? I would never say that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out who his favorite is real quick. <laughs> um, and it does I, not surprise me that everybody says that Chris is your favorite, just to be clear. Sure, but it's not true. I don't I don't have No, a I mean I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it doesn't <laughs> surprise me that everybody thinks that. Well, the interesting thing about that is each one of my kids, they uh and my two oldest are, are like they're my stepsons, but those they're my sons. I never call them my stepsons. I want to delineate because uh you when literally you hear, just call them your stepsons. Well, because when you hear the <laughs> ages, you're like why do you have kids when you're 15? I'm like, that's, well, I didn't make them, but he's my son. Uh, each one of my kids have things that I'm interested in that I can bond with. So, and that's, you know, I have an engineer. I have a, somebody that's in marketing and, and really brilliant at that, by the way. Uh, somebody, you know, two of my kids are passionate about music in some shape or form. One, like, the two of them are into, into philosophy. Although I hate philosophy, I like to actually have a good conversation. Um, You're more into philosophy than you think you are. Just to be clear, let's let's stop with the with the lies. Um, <laughs> one of them is very strong-willed and uh, can defeat me with pure logic, because the counter is oh now I have I, I actually turn into like a savage because I'm like, oh, I just have to defeat you. I just like, because and it's interesting to see That's that. all it took all this time. I just, <laughs> you're not trying hard enough. Obviously not using logic correctly. Well, you're combative and you use wit. So there's a, there's a hole in your logic because of the wit. Right. So ah, no, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, so I, I think that, you know, one of the things, so learning that lesson early on for me as a, as a younger father helped me to kind of look at my kids in a different light. Um, and I think that we don't do that a lot. We're trying to craft where they go to school. We're trying to craft what they're interested in. We, we don't really care what they're interested in. We, we want to push them and guide them into things that we're comfortable with. Um, so I, I would. Do you really think that that's that that has changed in terms of like the i guess the percentage of people who are parenting like that from say like my parents generation or your parents generation i think it's gotten worse okay um so you feel like it it existed but you feel like it's gotten a lot worse since right because opportunity more is is more scarce than what it was during their time frame you could go off the. So I guess, how do you define opportunity, though? Uh, if you look at the fact that uh, there, there's a lot of kids having to move back home because mm -hmm. they can't afford to be in the world, or um, a college degree is not the golden ticket that it used to be. There, so opportunity is becoming more scarce. So I, I would believe that the natural tendency for a parent is to, quote unquote, prepare their child for the real world and protect mm -hmm. them they're over course correcting the, so it's a big oversteer it, so you feel like parents in general are more pro, are too protective yes interesting 
I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, see, I, I, I struggle see no, with this at home. I see nothing like wrong it, with letting your kid fall down and scrape their knee in life. No, definitely not. You do. I bet you a hundred bucks. You do. I, I bet you, if I were to, if if I were to. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny when my kid falls down and scrapes her knee. Well, in life, not <laughs> not just. Hey, Nelson, he's really hurt. I think he broke his leg. I said, huh? <laughs> not just like in being uncoordinated, but in life, right? <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it like it. It sucks, right, to have to watch your kids struggle. Um, you know, I mean, we talked about this before. Like, you know, my oldest has ADHD, was diagnosed with ADHD, and has struggled in the classroom to kind of like be able to maintain focus. And right. she's incredibly smart. Like, she knows this stuff, but it's just a matter of actually like doing it. And, the ADHD leads to massive impulse control issues where she doesn't really think about the long-term consequences of things. And I know like at 10, it's not like I'm like, you know, what is this ultimately going to do for you 10 years down the road? But it's like, you know, if, if you run out in the street, what are the chances you get hit by a car sort of thing? <laughs> you know that's, I mean? that's fair. Like some level of self-preservation would well, be nice to see. Well, that's, but so, in, all right. So I always struggle with the ADHD thing because one of my sons, a, a psychiatrist said, oh, you know, went to a thing and they're like, oh, ADHD and all, all the symptoms and all the, I have ADHD then. Um, sure. And, What's interesting about that, and I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say, you know, misdiagnosis. What I would say is that I was able to realize that, and I was, I believe I was in third grade. Um, I, I bought a memo pad, like it was like 25 cents or 15 cents at the school, um, like a store. Fair. Yeah, no, school store. So I, went, okay. I was going to a store, a school that had a, a school store if you need to buy supplies. I don't know what prompted me to buy it, but I went to class that day and the teacher, as they normally would do, would say, we're, today we're going to learn this. And I wrote down the three things that they said that we were going to learn. And I taught myself how to stay focused until I learned the three things. You know me well enough and, and work. I write down everything. Mm -hmm. So I probably over the years have taught myself how to manage whether I believe in ADHD or not, <laughs> whatever issues you were dealing with, right? right. To yeah. how to manage that myself without medication, and to you, you say I'm I'm very Andre is very focused. No, I'm just I'm afraid of the alternative of like <laughs> what happens when I don't stay focused on things, when I don't write things down. If I don't, all there's a lot of things where like my discipline comes from a lot of things, but one of the biggest things it comes from is that I don't like the alternative of me not being disciplined. Like that feeling of uncertainty and, and lack of control yeah. scares the shit out of me. And I think that's a big thing that at least my kid is missing. Okay. Right. Because the lack of control, the lack of focus, like, does not seem to bother her one bit. 
know. And might I add, my yeah. parents were very unforgiving of high of low results. Mm -hmm. So let me add that. So maybe that was a motivating factor for me uh, that she doesn't have. Yeah, I mean, um... and I was afraid of the consequences of having like not meeting the mark. See, and like that's the thing that I really struggle with as a parent is consequences. Like, all right, so I was telling you about this before we jumped on, but I'll share it with the rest of the audience. So last night, my kid is playing video games. She's talking to some friends of hers uh, on like Facebook Instant Messenger, uh, you know, FaceTime thing, and I'm cooking dinner in the kitchen, and like ten minutes go by, and there's a knock at the door, and she runs to answer it. I'm like, "What are you doing?" She's like, I'm going to answer the door. I'm like, you don't answer the door by yourself. Did you invite somebody over? No. Open the door. Her friend that she was talking to is there, who she apparently invited over because she, her friend doesn't have Xbox Live, so she couldn't play online with the other two. And so it's like, on the one hand, I get logically, like, where, you know, that all, and she's like, I finished my chores, and we're just sitting around. Why wouldn't? this friend be able to come over. But of course I'm sitting there like, what the, f did you, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Like, no, your friend can't just come over out of nowhere. Like I just, so, you know, like I'm okay. You, I, I try to make the consequences be logical to, like what the transgression was, right? It's not like, you know, you left the lights on so you don't get a dinner or dessert for a week. Like, you know, you no, gotta, I you take the go, light bulbs You got to go big or go home, dude. What are you talking well, about? Well, sure, sure. So on this one, I'm <laughs> like, because, I mean, I'll, I'll be like, I was so mad. Like, it was, you know, like the on the old cartoons where the pressure gauge would get to a point <laughs> and then it would just start spinning in circles. Like I went past zero to the point where I was so angry. I like I didn't yell. You know, it was that's, like that. That's that actually angry. that's actually a good thing. I mean, yes, it is. But like. I was so I just. And so the consequence that I came up with was, all right, you're grounded for a month. I love it. Right? No no play dates, no friends over. Boom. And you lose technology for that time too because that's what you used to coordinate the play date and that's like what this whole thing was basically about. My kid proceeds to tell me that I'm wrong really? <laughs> in giving her these consequences and this punishment and tries to negotiate <laughs> A lighter sentence. You know what I would have done? I would have doubled it. Doubled it. <laughs> said okay. So I did I did say when I when I levied it, I said, and I reserve the right to add additional time or other consequences. First of all, it's not a negotiation. <laughs> it's not. I was just stating the fact to her, like, look, it's a month and a month, and I could make it longer if I if I feel like I want to. So don't fuck around and then she fucking fucks around my wife again so yeah i i hear you but it's it's 
it's for the betterment of mankind, right? <laughs> what is? It's you're not negotiating. You're their parent. It's not a negotiation. Right. I don't negotiate yeah. with with terrorists, <laughs> right? In the meantime, and as usual, go fuck yourself. No, we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> I don't negotiate, but I also. There, there's no room for that as a parent, right? Right. Because because the moment that you admit that you are not the almighty supreme authority in that household, no, you want to you want to. What I think the way I look at it is not that. <laughs> I look at it more in effect of. I need you to understand what you did damages the family. And yeah. that is unacceptable. And from that, from that baseline, there's no negotiation. Right. Like, I, I don't have to say anything else. If you decide that you want to like push back and tell me, Hey, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but there's a rule. You can tell me anything you want to tell me as long as it's respectful. Respect means. A, yeah. Res that's the other fucking problem. Right. <laughs> And if what you're doing doesn't respect, like how I'm treating you, how what the rules are, all the things that respect encompasses, then you're out of line, and we're not we're not talking about it. the The reason why I said that you're so upset and you didn't yell is a good thing. Is you have to be. I'm always for the you know a good majority of most things. I'm very tempered. I can be a complete asshole. And still sound calm like I am now. This is me happy. Yeah, especially when I pick on your Raiders defense. Sure. <laughs> this is me happy. This is me sad. This is me upset. This is just, uh, there's just Andre. Yeah, I, I don't need That's to. the whole thing. Yeah, I don't need to. Like, I never give anybody the. There, there's no room for that. It's the boundaries that you have to be consistent about. Being a parent, you have to be consistent about the boundaries. I, I we were just talking to one of our friends uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was like, "Yeah, I yell at the kids all the time." I'm like, yeah, and that's why they don't listen to you. They don't know when you're actually upset about something. Like being upset doesn't mean you have to yell. Like, yet raising your voice means there is a, a there is a monocle of danger, and you need to respond in my mind, right? Getting bent out of shape doesn't help you with your children because they don't know, they don't understand the difference between upset dad and, and, and like, uh, whatever, you know, like this, you know, uh, there's a consequence dad. You don't want to blur those lines. I just don't blur the lines. I'm like, look, I, I didn't like that. This is what we're going to do. And do you have any questions? And then I move on. I have grounded, like my wife used to get mad. If you get grounded in my house, it started at 30 days. <laughs> like it just started, it started with a three and ended with a zero. And I took away everything. I'm like, dude, you're, you're going to go to school. You're going to come home and you're going to, you're going to eat dinner. That's all you got. Like, you, and you're going to watch um, a family movie on Sunday because you're not messing up my Sunday because you did something wrong. So it it's to, Focus on what was what was wrong, but not to intermingle that with things that should be normal in the family. 
Um, I think I want to say that's brilliant. What? I like that. (laughs) It's brilliant. I just, I like it. I like that. It's like, it just makes sense. I see, like, I see exactly what you're saying that like flying off the handle and screaming and yelling is only complicating things. Yeah. It's not making things any easier. It, It never does. Right. Because once you start getting, once you start raising your voice, the kids are like, I got you. Right. Like you forgot what you're upset about. You forgot what I actually did. And you're going to try to associate everything to the thing you forgot. And I got you. No. I I, I, I refuse to, to give anybody that leverage. On me. <laughs> there, can, can you tell me? Did it ever? Did you ever slip up? When I get, like, were there times where there are times where I, I've gotten just... pushed? Okay. And when you when I get pushed as a parent, I I double down. I'm like, okay, so let me pause. I'll do that. Let me pause because I want to make sure you remember that I understand what you did. And then I circle back around to blah 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 blah. And on top of that, since we're here. It's going to be you're grounded for two months because I know the I know the games they're they're it's not they're even trying to play games it's just that they right. they are trying to they, it is self preservation they don't yeah. want to feel the pain or uncomfortableness of whatever they did yeah and, they don't want to deal with the consequences sure and I but I want them to yes because that's how life fucking works right right. so i'm not going to uh i'm I'm never going to um get bent out of shape about yeah i get pissed off like all right are you this is what we're doing like you really think this is this does not turn out better for you by you challenging me right now right but since you did i'm let me reciprocate and I want to acknowledge and go back to, this is what you did. I, I, I understand that. I appreciate the fact that you're being honest with me about what you did. It's still unacceptable. And this is what's going to happen. And because you thought you could manipulate me, we're going to add this onto it. And my wife will be like, yo, you, you go in. <laughs> you can't ground somebody for 90 days. I'm like, I just did. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> I'm going to sleep fine. I'm not going to even like worry about it. <laughs> Just like- See, and okay. So that's the other thing that I do ultimately struggle with. I fucking second guess myself on this shit. No. I don't know why, but I was just, I, I was sitting there last night. I'm like, uh, is it really like, am I being, and then today, I, this morning, she doubled down and was like being just a total asshole during like trying to get ready for school and stuff and just throw in major attitude and like, and talk about like respect. That's one of the main fucking issues that I keep running into. And I think you're right. that Like the way that I've been reacting is what's leading to this like disrespectful because she, thing because she knows no. that that's what gets under my skin. Bingo. Like she knows, like she's not an idiot. She's just like, no, I mean, that's the, yeah, like she's a really smart kid. 
She's just using it for evil instead of good. <laughs> I mean, but it's human nature, right? It's it is. I get it. I mean, and I, that's I like I I do remind myself of that. That like she's ten, she's growing, she's learning. This is all part of that process. Again, I just expected to be dealing with this five years from now, not. It's Here. it's better to deal with most of it now because hopefully yeah, five fair. years from now she's you guys have a better relationship. She'll understand the boundaries. The reason why yeah. the boundaries aren't clear is because she knows that she can push your buttons, right? Yeah. Um you know, there have been times where, you know, we've I, I've had challenging moments with my kids where it's like it's a we're at an impasse. And I get that. I'm not gonna buckle. You, you know who plays Switzerland is my wife. Because, and I'll tell her, I'm like, hey, here, here are the facts. And you cannot expect me to withdraw my position. I'm just not going to do it. Okay, but do you think you need a Switzerland in the family dynamic? Yes, you do. Because sometimes it's not the principle that's important. It's the relationship that's important. And if you if you keep blurring that, time and time again, you can damage the relationship. And, and I'm guilty. Like if you, I mean, hell, you know, if I say I don't like something, I'm not doing it. I, yeah. don't, I don't, I'm not going to do it. No, you're not. <laughs> like I said, until, it. until I finally walk in one day and I'm like, look, dude, I get, you don't want to do it, but this is what I'm being told we have to do. And you're like, I still don't fucking agree with it, but fine. Right. I, I want to make sure that I'm not, Gonna concede. I want it on the record that Andre Powell said he was against this idea from the get go. But to be fair, looking back on those issues, I was right. So, so oh, it's right. not the point. I mean, you don't have to fucking bring that up. That's not. Yeah, there's some. <laughs> there, there's sometimes that you should not concede, and and but there's if it's a relationship that's important to you, you. Yeah. It's not that you concede. It's just that you. It's not worth it at the end. I've already proved my point. Is that technically a compromise? It's not. I don't see it as a compromise. I, I see it as... Aren't you compromising your original position by changing it? No, because I, I restate my position as to how I feel about X. And I just, I have to... Seriously, I have to decide like what's more important, right? Yeah. And then I move on. I don't forget that whatever happened, I, I don't set myself up that way, but I'm like, okay, I can put that to the side. And if I happen to be right in two more cycles, I'm going to be right. And I'm going <laughs> to like, told you that shit was going to happen. I mean, I think it still technically sounds like a compromise. It's not a compromise. I, I will let you have it. it I'll let you a have compromise it. is, is admitting that, um, what I think is important is no longer important. And I, I'm never going to do that. I mean, wouldn't a compromise be giving up anything that you originally held as a firm belief in order to achieve some sort of common ground? And I, but I, I also said that I don't like, I, I'm not doing that. The relationship, the relationship can proceed yeah. without even addressing what was broken. Right. What's important to me is the relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't have to bring up where we were disagreeing at, 
just because it's not like for right for this for the sake of the relationship i don't need to talk about mm -hmm. it and if you ever bring it up and be like no i still don't agree and i still feel this way about it that would be a mistake <laughs> right <laughs> so it's and i'm just being an asshole because you talk about how much you don't believe in compromise but and i don't i, I truly do not believe in compromise. i know you don't i, I, know you I think don't. it's i think you short you short yourself when you start to compromise things we are capable of having disagreements and moving on beyond the agreement without compromising like with relationships in business it's just no deal and i'm just going to move on and not even blink but with relation, personal relationships, you should be able to say, yeah, that's a sore spot. We don't need to visit that again because we just go around in circles. So outside of in my public life, I will move on and not flinch. In my personal life, I will salvage the relationship if it's truly important to me. And most of my personal relationships are truly important to me. I can avoid the hot spots because they're they're not going to be the driving force. But if you if you were ever to ask me about that hot spot, I would be like, no, I still feel like that was blue and you kept saying it was orange, and I fucking don't agree with you. But we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> so, so, and that's okay, right? Like, I mean, that's a true relationship, yeah. right? It's like, hey, yeah, I. It was still fucking blue, and you kept saying it was orange. I think you're fucking wrong. Um, and and I think people are likely that they're colorblind or they're color. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think the reason why people are are so quick to compromise is be because they don't know how to. They want the other person to feel comfortable. Case in point. I compromise. I didn't compromise. I avoided a situation in a public setting for the sake of other people feeling uncomfortable. And it was awkward as, as hell to me. Like everything in me said, say this. But when I looked around the room, I'm like, you're going to make a lot of people uncomfortable and you're not going to have the time to completely express how you feel about what you're saying. And that would have been unfair to the people that didn't know me intimately. That would, that would have not gone over very well. Um, yeah. And I'm okay with that. I reached out to somebody that was kind of, you know, that knows me more, you know, closely and said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I was thinking this. I didn't say it though, because that would have been weird. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but but I think parents should do the same thing. I think you should. It, it's you, you love your kids. You don't have to agree with them all the time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't. And I, you know, I don't. I don't compromise or negotiate with her when it comes to those things. Um It's just, I, I don't know, it's interesting. I guess in our family dynamic, I was previously playing the role of Switzerland. And I guess I'm somewhat concerned that I don't think there is a Switzerland. And that's okay. In the equation right now. Well, I asked you earlier if you needed a Switzerland, and you said yes. So that's uh, well, why you, I'm saying Well, you, you do, but if you don't have one, you have to be able to. 
All right. So if you don't have you a have Switzerland, to be your own Switzerland, you have to be able to make sure you're not talking out of a place of emotion all the time. If you don't have a Switzerland. Well, yeah, that's fair. I, that's fair. And yeah. I, I struggle with that too. I mean, that's, you know, like I said, it's, I mean, and you know this, like it's your parenting, a small version of, your of yourself ex. and your ex and yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like in this, in this specific dynamic, right? Like, and the, the parts of yourself. Yeah. That's frustrating as hell. The parts of your ex, you're like, fuck, I thought I got rid of this. Like, it's, it's, it's not, nope. <laughs> it's not their fault though. Right. I know it's not. I know it's not. And it's, it, but it is very, it can be very triggering in the moment. Sure. And, in, and I have thus far struggled to kind of recognize that it's only here more recently that I've started to. You want to hear, you want to hear able... a true confession, a true public yeah, confession. My ex-wife, I love her because she's my kid's mother. There have been recent events that make me realize that I don't really enjoy or like a lot of parts of her. And I've had to like, literally, and we've not been together for well over 20 years. It just dawned on me because of recent events that that's how I feel. Yeah. That's okay. So you need to accelerate. How do you get to that point of like, yeah, there were good parts about our relationship. She's my kid's mother, but yep. I need to be honest with myself and realize that that's it. Um, yeah. And it was not easy or because, you know, you know, she's my kid's mom, but like, if I'm being super honest, right. I'm good. I'm good on all the shit <laughs> she's doing. <laughs> like, like, yo, I, yeah. I don't need any of that because that's not the person I want to be. And yep. That is okay. And this is a recent, and this is a, a true, like a recent, like realization I just came to because I will tell anybody, yo, that's my kid's mom. First of all, that's my kid's mom. Don't talk shit about her because that's a problem. Second of all, like that's my kid's mom, but who she is today, there like things that she's done and she's displayed. That's all she is. I love her. I love her because she's my kid's mom. And I'm I'm done with that. I love my kids because they're my children. And they are growing into like beautiful adults. So being divorced complicates things. It doesn't have to be. And I think for me the the the, the key was understanding that I never truly under I never came to that realization or in and that resolution of like, huh? Yeah, I don't think who she is today is because part of us in our mind thinks stupid stuff like, well, you know, we're angry, right? I'm no sure. longer. I'm. I'm not. I've. I've been far from her enemy for years now, but I finally have said, no. I I kind of get it now. Like, she's literally just my kid's mom. And I, I need to keep that in what it is separated from my children. 
And that's, you know, and maybe the reason I came to that conclusion now is to help you to realize like, yo, that's, you got to let go of that, yo. <laughs> like you got to just realize like it's, yeah, they're not the, they are of the same person, but they're not the same person. And those memories and those like quote unquote triggering moments has nothing. They're, they're two separate things. Yeah. And you're right. Like it's, I mean, if nothing else, it's incredibly unfair to, you know, hold that against your kid. Right. Cause like you said, it's not their fault. Right. Like, I mean, unless your kid is the reason that you got divorced, in which case it's definitely their fault, but I'm not <laughs> touching that with it. Uh, I didn't mean you're you, but you know, just, I'm just saying people in general, yeah, like, like there's some shitty fucking kids out there. <laughs> Trust me. I met this one the other day, Brian, Brian, if you're listening, you fucking know you're a fucking piece of shit, Brian. Your dad doesn't even fucking love you. <laughs> and he's not your dad. Yeah, you're, you're in a bad place. I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> Chris is on some shit tonight. But I'll be honest, like, you know, there are things that when we when we step back or what like we step outside of the problem and we're honest with how we feel about it, we're doing dumb stuff. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Like one in one never equals four like i'm sorry like and we're trying to make it equal four because it makes us feel better that's some fucking gop math right there Ooh, well played i like that (laughs) (laughs) but my my point being this like you know parenting is hard enough and i I think that uh as a collective covid's a problem i think as as a collective people are too busy to be parents um stop right i think that parents go from zero to 60 for no reason and they get angry and you're not your kid's not your enemy right um it doesn't mean you have to be your kid's best friend you know my my kids will be the first one to tell you like yo sometimes my dad gets on his shit and there's nothing like yeah i'll be stubborn like yeah and you know blah 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 but they know that I love them. And I, and you, I hell, you know, this, like I can call my kids and talk to them about anything or they can talk to me about anything. And it's a good relationship because at the end of the day, what I want is for my children to not, I I don't want them to hate me. (laughs) It's just weird to, you know, like, I, I mean, that seems like a pretty, reasonable goal if i'm but think think about how many people have a bad relationship with their parents yeah right or they have all these unsaid things with their parents so here's another public confession my biological father i haven't talked to him in almost 15 years maybe maybe 13 i don't know or actually that's not true my youngest brother um had me talk to him a few years back maybe like eight years ago eight or nine years ago He's a piece of shit. And I told him, I said, look, the reason I don't talk to you is because I don't want the stuff in my family. I don't, the things you do, I want that nowhere near my family. Like I, it's not healthy for me. It makes me as a parent look like I don't care about my family because I keep allowing you to do the things you do 
around me and my family, it's better that we don't talk. Look, I don't want any, I don't want anything bad for you. We just can't talk. Don't call me. Don't email me. Nothing. I, I want nothing to do with you. But I hope you do well. I'm fine. I don't want my kids to ever feel that way about me. So, you know, I take that stuff very seriously. I would tell any, I would tell my mom, my stepdad is my dad. He raised me. My biological father, he, he just happened to like get my mom pregnant. I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> but my parents raised me to not let people walk all over me. So if my parents tried to walk all over me, what do you think I would do? Like you raised me to not let people walk all over me. Why are you trying to walk all over me? Like, yeah. so I, I don't want my kids to not like me. I don't want them to disrespect me or to not have any respect for me. And I think I believe, and I know I have a good relationship with my children. They're all adults. And I know a lot of people that have adult children that their kids don't even talk to them. That's what I keep trying to tell my dad. I'm like, you're just lucky I still talk to you. Uh. <laughs> no, I've never said that. Yeah. No, but it is. It's funny because, you know, for like a long time, I mean, I was very much like the classic people pleaser growing up, like peacekeeper, right. you know, just like everything I can do. And you know that just from watching me interact with every <laughs> other person I interact with. And it's only in the last like year or so that maybe last couple of years that I feel like I've started to make some progress. And what's funny is that the most, the area I've made the most progress in, in terms of being just kind of like more open and honest is with my dad. And I don't know that he necessarily, like, I think it was a shock for him at first, uh, especially and granted, like the first kind of, incident of it was an argument over the renovations that were going on at my house and i had a certain tile that i wanted to use in the bathrooms and he it wasn't that he didn't even like the tile he was just like because it's this it's it's the same tile that you have on your backsplash it's that glass right. tile and he's like that would be great as like an accent or something but you don't do the whole shower out of that. And I was like, I want the whole shower out of this glass tile. And he was like, it's going to cost you more money. And I was like, I want the whole shower out of the glass. I just like over and over again. And he kept kind of like pussyfooting around with like the quotes and getting the tile guy and all this. And finally, like we get one morning and he asked me and he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. And he's, and he's, and I'm like, I don't under, like, we just got into this big argument. And I remember specific, I don't remember like everything that was said, but at one point I, I, I said something to him and he responded with, don't talk to me like I'm an asshole. And I said, well, stop acting like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and that was basically where the argument ended because we both reached that point of yelling at each other. Um, and so that was like the, the kind of one incident, but I've, I've now gotten to the point where when stuff comes up, instead of letting it build to a point where we get really angry and say stuff like that, I'm able to like, actually like, Hey, 
this thing that's happening or this thing that you did, I didn't, I didn't like the way isn't that, that went Isn't that down. so much easier? Yes, it is. I, I, I love you, first of all, but I, I don't understand, like, first, and you're one of the nicest people I know. Um, well, yeah. Fun fact. All my- That's what you think. That's just because I'm always making you happy. <laughs> I have, uh, like, Chris is, is, like, one part of my circle of three, right? I've noticed a personality trait of all three of them. They are, they are nicer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Andre is just smart enough to surround himself with nice people. Yeah, I, I don't – I would never – or I don't think I could – naturally be as kind as the three of you guys are right which bothers me i aspire to it but i probably just it's never going to happen um two of you are i would say are low-key people pleasers and it's detrimental to like in my opinion of your relationships right like i i genuinely I would rather you be like, yo, this guy just told me what he felt. I mean, a few weeks, not trying to put you on blast. A few weeks ago, we had like a, I was in Florida. He calls me up. He's like, are you mad at me? I'm like, no, totally not mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) But see, I had to make sure. Not because of like, that wasn't even my people pleaser shit. I was all up in my head about that because that was the first time that I could recall that you and I kind of like. Disagreed. Dis- well, not even yeah. We're like we're kind of mad at each other. Like, but I wasn't even mad. You know, like, uh, okay. I here's what I thought. <laughs> I'll, okay, I I thought that what you said I didn't agree with, and if I didn't say anything, that was me co-signing it. Right? That was it. I wasn't. Okay, I, yeah. I wasn't mad. It was kind of like, nah, I don't agree with that. I just want to be clear. I want everybody that may, if if you ever like, at least episodes know that I don't agree with that. Um, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't change our, like I said before, the relationship is no. more important than like anything else. Than that. Right. Yeah. Than that silly argument. Right. right. <laughs> like, and that's how I, I live my, who fucking cares that Joe got divorced? Like he's not even <laughs> fucking here. He's like, I'm going to be here every week. And fucking one time he shows up. <laughs> and he, he can't keep his word. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So my point, <laughs> my point being is like, it's like, what was I saying? Shit. So because you brought up Joe. <laughs> There, there I go, non sequiturring this fucking podcast <laughs> into oblivion. So my point being is like I don't, I don't care about the. I want to make sure that what I believe in, my principles, are what they are, and I want to be consistent in that. It doesn't change how I view you. It just means like no, I just want to be clear that you understand where I stand here. Um, that's important to me. I want you, like I want people at the at the end of my life to be like, you know, he may say some really like bluntly honest things, but you know he said them from a place of love. You know he said them because he was being honest. You know he he said them because he cared about you. At the end of the day, right? It, there should never be like a column C. Like <laughs> Andre like this, he didn't sure. like this, but there was column C. I don't want a column C. Um so that's that's where you have better. I believe that's where you have better relationships, you know. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I think you're right because that leaves nothing to question, right? Right. That's like you said, everybody knows where you stand on everything. And it's not, you know, and sometimes I know for you personally where you stand is, I don't have an opinion on that <laughs> because it doesn't affect me. Right. And that one's hard. And that's, it's hard to actually to communicate to people that people don't believe me when I say that. I'm like, man, I never really think about that. I, I doesn't cross my mind. Um, that's why I don't believe in compromise. There are things where it's like, okay, if I have to weigh these two things, do I, have I communicated what I wanted to say and can I move on? Yes or no. If it's a no, then let me, you know, knuckle up and, and get my muscles relaxed because we're going to go back for round like 22. But if I'm like, nah, I think I've kind of said what I had to say and I, I can move on. I'm done. And I think that is a, a, a much better place to be in relationships for me. It may not work for everybody as opposed to like low key having a column C and getting pissed off about everything and things build up. Yeah, because that's where, like, the passive-aggressive stuff and all of that starts coming out. Right. And that doesn't help anything. Um, Maddie, uh, yeah. my youngest son, who was on here a while, I don't remember what episode. Um, Maddie is... Episode 93. God, I can't believe you don't remember that. I don't know if it was actually episode <laughs> He was, like, making up stuff. He's like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> sure, Chris. Um he was very passionate about um, legalizing marijuana. Mm -hmm. And we never saw eye to eye to that. And I was like, look, babe, I, I just want to tell you, this is why I see it the way I see it. I'm not telling you to, you know, do whatever. I'm just saying this is why I see it the way I see it. And we moved on. Right. You're not telling him he needs to change his opinion. Right. Right. You're just explaining why you have the opinion that you have. And you can't convince me to not take the facts I've seen and make them now irrelevant because of expedience. That's weird. I'll move on from that. So, um, but I want to make sure you understand why I don't agree with what you're saying. And then I'm fine. I, I'm like, yeah, sure. Tope, tope, blaze, blaze. I don't give a shit. Blaze. I don't give a shit. But... I don't agree. <laughs> like it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's fine for me. I, I'm like I just want to let you know that I don't agree. I'm not co-signing. I, I I will not do that. So, um, but and then what's cool about that is uh, it was this year actually. He's told me he understands why I see it the way I see it. So being able to kind of. Um, I don't know, being consistent and, and being tr like truthful to yourself and truthful to others is, I think that's, that's missing also. And so if you can't do that in your public life, you're definitely not doing your personal life with your kids. Um, yeah. and you don't, and you don't have to do it from a place of like anger. So anyway, yeah. Uh, just for posterity's sake, it was episode 187. Apparently. Because you just had to prove a point. You, you've been hanging out with me way too long. <laughs> 187. Yeah. And and I, I I don't know, man. Being a parent is um it actually probably 
saved my life. So I had my first son when I was 19. Um, fun fact. Um, I used to not think I was going to live to see 21. Um, so I, I do believe that, you know, having my first son, like, it made me realize there was more to life than what I kind of saw. Um, it's hard. It's scary. And, you, you know, I remember thinking when uh, Chris was like, I was in the waiting room with um, his uncle. And I often think, I like, I really do often think of this day. And I, and I love Corey. Corey was a great guy. Um, I was sitting in the waiting room at Wake Med in the dark. It was dark. <laughs> and I've got my hand, like, holding my head. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm scared. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, I, I don't want to fuck up this perfectly new human. <laughs> because I don't have a lot of good examples to go off of. And I remember him saying, he put his like hand on my shoulder. Cause you're going to be fine. Um, Corey passed away some years ago. Um, but good guy, you know, and, and he loved my sons like with everything he had. Uh, but I often think that my kids probably saved my life. And when I, it's not about an expose of what was Andre doing that his kids saved his life. It was not always good. Um, where my head was, where my heart was, it was not always good. So I, I cherish, and, and my parents got divorced. And my, you know, I was raised by a single mother and all these things. I, I wanted to be more than what I saw. Um, but I ended up getting divorced, but I still wanted to be more than what I saw. So I, I went to football games. I, I went to the things I could get to. And with my my other kids, you know, I, I was engaged. You know, I, I want to be a good dad. So my priorities are be a good husband, be a good father, be a good brother and friend. That's it. If it falls outside of that, if I, I, and I, and I've said this multiple times, I'm not doing it. If what you're asking me to do breaks what that is, I want nothing to do with it. If it means I have to change to, to, to be those things, I will change. Because it does, it, it proves to me if I feel the, the, that I need to change that I'm not going to meet my goal. My life goal is to, be a good husband, be a good father, be a good brother, be a good friend. And if I have to change to, to meet that goal, I will change. And that's where we can't, that's where people, I don't, I don't think they have the right goals. In. You know, I'm not saying it's you, right? I'm saying like, right. you, you want to have a shorter measuring stick to how you're leading your life and how you're living your life. Um, and that's for, for me, that's it. Everything outside of that, it's unimportant. It it directs and guides how I, how I lead my life. Literally, and I, I kid you not. When I, when you ask me, well, what made you? Well, it's you know, if I'm not able to do that, I'm not being a good brother, right? If you call me, I don't answer the phone or call you back. I'm not being a good brother. I promise you. If my kids are like, hey, can you come down and, and, and like see us in Florida? Even though I hate Florida and I hate Rhonda DeSantis, um, 
I'm not being a good dad. So I will figure out ways to make like that is the measuring stick. So yeah, right now you're, you're going through something uncomfortable and icky. The question is like, I, I use the word icky. That was, that was, that was poetic. What the fuck? You were doing so good there. <laughs> then you just like, you're going through something uncomfortable and icky. <laughs> Icky, icky, icky. <laughs> the question you have to ask yourself is in your in your measuring stick for your life, right? When you die, what do you want your daughters to remember about you? He had a shit ton of money. That's, well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I I want them to remember the times that I was there. You know the. Times that I coached their teams, the times that I took them to practice, you know, the times that we had family dinners together. I mean, that's, I mean, we're, so in May of 24, we're going to um, one of our son's friend's uh, wedding because he was one of the kids that came over, ate all of our food and shit, <laughs> but when our our son's friends would come over, they would be like in awe of the, of the fact that we ate dinner. We did the same thing whether they were there or not. We talked, asked questions, and they're like, our parents don't do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. This is the thing. Put your phone away. Like, we're talking. We're asking questions. We're, what did you learn today? Um, I made it a point to try to be home when I could. I didn't get it right all the time, but... What's, what makes me feel good is that my kids remember it. Their friends remember it. That's the long play. That's the upside. Um, and you're not going to get it right all the time, but you just have to understand where, you know, the, the where where is the compass showing true north? And if you can figure that out, you can veer off every now and then, but you'll always get back on course. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with somebody yesterday. They were asking me about my career, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't open the entire book of my career, but I did tell them that there are things I'm doing right now that help me to get where I want to be, and where I want to be is literally. Where a couple weeks ago, my wife and I were both working from home. And it felt great. Like the fact that we got up a little bit later, we exercise, we had breakfast, then we did our thing and the lights were on. Right. I want that every day. And I want that, you know, on those random days where her calendar syncs with my calendar. That's what I want. That's, that's what drive the, the real things in life drive me to make those real things part of my everyday life. And aside from feeling sorry for myself, I started thinking back and, 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 and doing a mental checklist of all those moments where I've gone through life. And I'm like, I like that. I'm, I want to see more of that. And I've seen more of that. So it proves my point of maybe we're focused on the wrong shit. Right. And somehow I've been blessed enough to, live more and more of the life I've envisioned in my heart. 
as opposed to what people are telling me to do. People often get amazed by the fact when I say, I would never take a job because it offers me more money. It just sounds weird. They're like, what? You don't want to make this? I'm like, no, it like for the sake of what? Right. In exchange for what? Right. <laughs> it's weird. Like I, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that. When I started working at E area, I made significantly less money. My kids have told me in years past, and we've never talked about this. They never saw me happier. I was miserable working at McDonald's. Like, yeah. they're like, whatever happened, dad, you were happy and you, but what that also did looking in real story, I'm only happy when I'm writing software. Like if I have a job, it's gotta be writing. So I hate doing anything else. I would go to, to be fair. That was also the day that you met me. So it's very likely <laughs> that because you met me, you were happier. Take your flowers, man. I mean, but I will. I mean, and you had the, you had the greatest <laughs> Spotify playlist ever that I never expected. I'm like, this guy knows cool in the game. This guy's listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Let's go. <laughs> so, I mean, but 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 think about it. Like, could could I make more money doing something that made me miserable? Yes. Yeah. And sac people do it every day. And sacrifice what? Right. Sacrifice that time with your wife. Sacrifice the time with your kids. Sacrifice the ability to travel to Florida. Like, that's what I mean. I'm, I, I hear you, you know, like. I think it's so much less about finding a job that pays you what you need to be able to live the lifestyle that you think you want. And it's more about finding a way to make the lifestyle that you live kind of fit in with whatever it is that you end up doing that is fulfilling right because you can i mean think about it right if you're working nine to five if you're lucky enough to only work nine to five because your your boss isn't like well you get an hour of lunch so you that's not your time that's that's my time so you need to put in nine to six right <laughs> yeah we all know somebody like that <clears throat> i named their name but <laughs> <laughs> But if you're working nine to five, even right, that's eight hours of your day. If you're awake another eight hours to get eight hours of sleep, then half of your life that you're awake, you're spending at work. Right. right? So why would you do that doing some, why would you spend that time doing something that makes you fucking miserable and not only makes you miserable for those eight hours, but makes you miserable for the other 16 hours of the day? Including the eight that you're asleep. I I don't get it. I um, I I will I will not. One of the people in my circle told me one time. I was in my mid twenties, late twenties. Stop pay, ch ch uh, stop chasing a paycheck. Never. It didn't dawn on to me dawn on to me until I left McDonald's. Um, I had somebody tell me years before try to spend less than you make and i have always like worked towards that so when i take those two things together don't chase a paycheck spend less you make i'm not worried about if i get a, if i get a job i'm not worried about a salary i know the number i need to make to keep the lights on that doesn't interrupt my life so that's weird for a lot of people well you got to make six figures I'm like do you like <laughs> 
<laughs> Most people I know that make six figures spend six figures. Right. <laughs> right? So Yeah, I mean, the more money you have, the more money you're going to spend. But it's do you have to? <laughs> right? No, you don't have to. <laughs> I mean. You definitely don't have to. And it's not about living within your means. It's about, like, understanding what you're going to do with the money that you have. Understand well, and prioritizing right? things again, right? Like in in your career, you're prioritizing your own personal fulfillment and happiness over a specific dollar figure, right? In your life at home and, or your lifestyle that you live out, you know, out well, even while you're at work, it's about again, like identifying what are the things that are most important and you know fulfilling those needs, and then figuring how how to make do with what's left. It's super simple. Like it's not, doesn't have to be. Barely that. an inconvenience. <laughs> so I, I say all that and it, it ties back to parenting. Like if your priority is to, like for me, be a good husband, be a good father, be a good brother, be a good friend. Sometimes I, I interchange that with great, right? Um, Greats, it's a high bar, <laughs> but I'll start with good. It keeps me grounded. Yeah. Um, it shapes how you look at your career choices. It shapes how you um, make all those other decisions that are, are hinged on that. I never say I want to be the best employee. I do believe that you should be you you should be a good steward of what you be, what you're responsible for. I do believe that that is a fundamental like tenant of my life. But my overarching like that also ties into being a good husband and father because it sets an example for my kids. It shows my wife that, you know, the, the journey that we're on, I'm part of it. It shows my siblings that, you know, there's an, you know, I, I can help them the more I'm able to be a good steward of the job I have. It, I can be a good friend to people by giving them advice from things I experience. So it, it's a tenant but it's not the overarching theme it's connected so my my point being maybe maybe the my point is like what what's the true north you're trying to reach right if you haven't established that then shit you're going to struggle being a parent so let me let me try to make sure i collect all my thoughts so one i do believe COVID had something to do with where we currently are. I do believe that. I don't know what it is. I don't, I really can't, I don't understand the correlation, but I do believe that because throughout my entire friend group in varying, various ages of children, there is something that's off and it's wrong. I don't know what it is. That is the common denominator. Two, I do believe that parents are too busy to parent. But why I believe that's true is because maybe parents haven't taken the time to realize what they want out of their life. And they're, they're impacting their kids because of that lack of clarity. Um, three, I believe that parents should foster the skills and the interests that their children have. I think that is very important. Um, and four, maybe we just need to kind of, if you have the other pieces together, we're not chasing after things that make us feel good for the moment, but don't have any longstanding value. 
Yeah. So I think those are my, I think I kind of went back through all my ramblings. Did, did I do a good job? And that, I mean, four legs is a pretty sturdy stool, my friend. <laughs> you, I nailed it. I nailed it. I'd, I'd sit on that stool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say thank you for all the people that subscribe and listen to the Chris and Honor show. We're, we're very glad and grateful that you listen and you've subscribed. Um, we're going to get on a regular cadence. Uh, please go to the Chris and Andre show or Chris and Andre show.com. Subscribe to our audio podcast. We are on uh, fireside.fm, Spotify, Google podcasts, YouTube, obviously, Wherever you're, you're listening to podcasts, you can probably find the audio version. And yeah, we really appreciate it. I'm very grateful and humbled, to be honest with you, uh, that people actually enjoy the podcast. And, and if you like what you hear, hit the like button, leave comments. If you have suggestions, always like just let us know. We'll be glad to answer that. We do involve and engage in the comments, even the weird ones. So, yeah. <laughs> Chris is just standing there stoic. I don't know what you, you just were like, I'm going to do this thing and didn't tell me what you were going to say. So, yeah, what he said.